Hello, thank you guys so much for clicking this video today. I really appreciate it. This is the Cardano Aura podcast. I bring anybody on that I feel is bringing huge value to the Cardano ecosystem. And today, it's a, it's a little bit different. You know, we're actually going to be doing a community panel for the Cardano 2021 Summit. So this is the Cardano Aura, Cardano 21 or 2021 Summit Edition. And today, I have three awesome people on here with me. The first person is... Alexander Monad, the creator of Unsigs. Second is Lena. She actually works for Input Output Global. And then she also created Claymates and Claymates Nation, which is doing crazy lately. You know, congratulations <laughs> on that. Thanks. And third, we have Alex Ty, the creator of Theros, a place where you can actually get instant liquidity for your NFTs. It's I'm very excited to actually learn more about Theos in this podcast today. And Really, the outline of this podcast is we want to introduce our project, what we plan on building in the future, and then also talk about really the direction of NFTs and CNFTs on a short-term timeline and even a long-term timeline because I really do feel that NFTs, uh, this is just the beginning. And right now it's pictures, but eventually they're going to have a huge part in our in our world, you know, in, in our daily lives. So um, to start off, you know, let's actually start with introducing one of our projects. Any takers? No, Lena, go ahead, go on. Sure, so um, as Kay already said, um, I'm working for Input Output, but um, prior to that, I, I founded the Claymates, um, which I, I basically, since like since forever, I've always loved stop motion animation. And although I'm not particularly artistically talented when it comes to animating stuff, I, I, I do have quite a creative uh, mind and, and vision in that sense. And I just thought that something that would be so fun to see popping up would be uh, stop motion and, and, and claymation on the Cardano blockchain when I saw these other NFT projects coming up. Uh, so I got in touch with a friend, Joe, who is a very talented animator. He's been animating since he was seven. And I kind of said, look, I need you to make this guy out of clay and then have a clay bird fly out of his head because everyone's just talking about the birds. And uh, that's kind of where it started. It was just like a silly idea in that sense. And then from there, it's obviously escalated a bit. Um, but yeah, it's kind of kind of where it kicked off. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm doing actually. super well right now, right? <laughs> Tons of people yeah. on Twitter and, and uh, in the secondary markets. Yeah, I think we've just done we've just crossed four million in secondary market sales, which is you, crazy. Just replace somebody else as the number two project on Cardano. So yeah, yeah, yeah just kick, kick this uh, <laughs> kick this kind of popular project off of the second spot, and people yeah, are pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like number five now because of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well done, kudos. Thanks. So should we go to number three? Kidding. Number three? Okay. Uh, cheers. Uh, I'm uh, Alexander. I'm behind uh, Unsigned Algorithms, which was basically uh, my attempt to uh, address some of the criticism I had of NFTs, right? When I, I, I learned about NFTs through Space Buds and through Cardano, actually. Um, and you know, as a designer or architect who, who kind of works with materials in, in a previous life, um, I wanted to kind of understand what, what was this thing and, and address what I felt, you know, this criticism of it's just a link to a JPEG was. And so I tried to think about uh, this idea of material honesty in architecture. Like, how do you express the materiality of the, the things you're working with, whether it's steel or, or, or concrete or glass, right? Like the, the thing an architect will hate most is like a vinyl sticker that makes something look like something it's not. 
like a piece of MDF furniture at Ikea with a, a wood sticker on it or something like that, right? So I tried to think what is the kind of medium of, uh, of the blockchain and how do we kind of work within that medium to express something else? And so what I came up with was uh, obviously we can't put JPEGs directly on chain, but using programming, we can kind of, you know, compress a lot of information down into a few lines of text. So unsigned algorithms is basically a collection with it's just generated by like 80 lines of code that is stored directly on the Cardano blockchain, little environment file that defines the exact versions of Python and a few other libraries which are used to generate it. And then a bunch of um, arguments that are actually embedded in the NFTs that basically get passed to that function. But you can recreate every JPEG um, or PNG from the code that is on chain. So even though it's not a smart contract, there is a kind of way to at least have the bones of the collection or the DNA of the collection online. And if IPFS or anything goes down, it can still be recreated um, in the future. So that's that. Thank you. So what's the use of that? How would you actually use that? So I mean, How, this... What does it mean to, to the me man there's on the street? No uh, to, to the man on the street, I think, I'd say it's a little bit uh, more resistant not not to throw fud at other projects like i think uh, i've bought a house in the states and i went through this weird thing called title insurance where i had to pay an insurance company to verify that the person who was selling the house had the right to sell me the house right and i paid them a couple thousand dollars to do that and you know what i was actually buying was an insurance policy that if they did that um wrong they would reimburse me for the purchase price of the house so that that kind of innovation of nft that there's no question about who owns it is a real innovation and it is you know what what's kind of the core of all this buying and selling of, of links to jpegs online my kind of point of that was to try to make it not just the deed to the house online but actually the putting the house on chain right um and doing that in a way that was respectful to the blockchain without you know clogging it full of um you know megabytes of 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 uh, two-dimensional images right so use of it i guess is is you know one definition of art that i tend to think of is like things without utility my my formal training is in design and we tend to think of design as things that are kind of creative that have function attached to them but this was explicitly just an art project to kind of explore what are what is the uh, I, I tend to think of it just like painting and photography. What are what are the the limits of this medium, and how do you work within that to kind of express its again materiality? Okay. So I'd I say no use. I can think of some really cool use cases for that. To be frank, on some of the projects yeah. I'd I'd like to get going, um, but you know that's super interesting. Super interesting. Um, so look, um, uh, Theos. Uh, in a nutshell, it's uh, liquidity for NFTs on Cardano. That's it. That's all you need to take away <laughs> for that. Um, we are, you know, we're not on Cardano yet, as you appreciate. We've just launched. Uh, we've got our MVP coming out um, later this month, where we'll be able to show you a really cool um, and very user-friendly, man-on-the-street-friendly um, minting mechanism. So literally, you can drag and drop. So because people have no idea what a JPEG is or an MPEG or whatever, and they don't want to have to look up what their file is, they just want to drag it off their um browser or you know off their libraries you know into um theos and that's what so we've got some really really cool onboarding mechanisms love to work with both you guys uh, and 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 see what sort of collaborations we can do um, we want to be for the community so we're not an uh, an option you know 
uh, we want to be part of the community that you know is providing people you know it's free minting you know so people come to us we're not charging as anyone else does for for minting and i think the beauty of cardano um, means that you know that minting process becomes less expensive you know everyone understands the issues with uh, with ethereum at the moment and the gas the gas fees and you know uh, within this community we all understand what the promise is you know with cardano that we're going to reduce those fees um and also reduce the impact on the planet so um first of all we provide really really user friendly minting and um uh, account setup so the whole pain that you have with setting a wallet up and all the rest of that becomes really really easy with our interface so you know please check it out later this month theos.fi um and um and see how easy it is to mint and we'll hopefully we'll bring on you know the, the much bigger universe of people there that could be um, uh, influenced by NFTs or use NFTs in the future. But then the main thesis where we are um, a very good option, we hope, and I'm sure there'll be lots of people in the future providing liquidity or different rewards, you know, for um, uh, that we can call liquidity um, uh, for NFTs. Um, is is to is to give some of that back. So you know, when you buy a house, not many people buy a house for cash, you know, and and you know. Some people buy cars for cash, you know, these days, but more people will will actually recover or have some sort of financial instrument or some way to get liquidity back once they own that asset. And that's the basic principle that we are then trying to. So if you if you if you spend a thousand bucks on an NFT, um, you know, one of the claymates or, you know, something like, you know, some some really cool thing, some really cool NFT, then why not um, allow someone to take 700 bucks of that back out? And stick it into a pool and possibly even leave it in a pool that will uh, create with theos that you know you can have it continually for auction so if you you, know, you paid a thousand for it but you take ten thousand for it there's always a price well more often than not there's always a price now you set a figure and maybe that's always for sale but you own it you'll own it um you know during that period of time and then but you're able to recover cover some liquidity so that's really what theos is about and it can be that you know we'll go on to talk about it i'm sure uh, pace and there's different forms of nfts you know that are existing right now and where you know we think they'll be in the future but this can provide liquidity for all sorts of instruments that uh, are nfts in the future so that's what it is liquidity for nfts on cardano theos i, I don't yeah. know how how in depth we need to get but i'm, I'm curious you know um how do you assess the value right because you have a collateralized loan basically how yeah. do you you know if See, i'm that trading was, uh... That was my exact question too. I'm curious. Look, price price discovery is always the question from the smart people <laughs> <laughs> that are on this. It's pretty easy if if someone's already paid something for it, and then it's automatic marketing making. So you know, so if you are if you've paid a thousand bucks for something, and it's coming from a uh, coming from a site, coming from OpenSea, coming from one of the other you know um, sites, we want you know we want to come across we want to work with all of the community that's producing NFT, and you know this brings some complexity into. You know, we'll want people to mint on Cardano because we think it's better for the planet and also cheaper for them, you know, for the future. OpenSea mints on um, Ethereum. You know, so, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we collateralize? How do we bring these things together? Um, but basically, to answer your question, price discovery is what you paid for it. We'll give you, we'll give you a percentage of that. Um, so, you know, in some, in some instances, you might only get 10% of that if it's a really low, <laughs> uh, low, low volume. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you might get 70 or 80% of that. Sometimes you might get 100% of that. It's really a, a solid price. And then it's the market making because you'd be putting these into auction pools and it's just whatever someone will pay for it, you know, from, you know, from out of that pools. The point being that we can actually bring these NFTs together in pools. So you might have not just one, 
but you might have 50 NFTs in this pool. And then we'll wrap an ERC20 token around it, making it uh, fungible. And then you can take parts of that out so you can invest in it. So that, you know, automatic market making will, uh, will give you price discovery there together with uh, verifiable pricing uh, paid for NFTs in the first place and percentage of that. Um, but you know, there's smarter people than me that, um, that work on price discovery uh, that will be employed all the time to make sure that the price is fair. Yeah, and, super exciting. Yeah, it is super exciting too because you know, long term, that's where NFTs are going to be. You know, it's going to be houses. It's going to be stable things to where you know you can easily derive a price and pull liquidity from it. You know, and that's why you know my first question was about the price because, for example, claymates. You know, I was paying forty nine ADA a piece for those, and then I flipped one yesterday for nineteen hundred ADA. You know, that's that's pretty ridiculous. You know, and yeah. that was in a week or two. So, you know, if you have a liquidity pool that holds all this value and, you know, the market moves that fast because, you know, with no financial advice, but, you know, next week, uh, ADA could go up and then claymates could fall in half, you know. So it's the idea of a liquidity pool for, you know, the NFTs and how crazy they are. Um, it seems so complicated, but in the future, you know, say five years out when governments are actually, you know, having property that holds value very well on the blockchain. You know, it's a huge use case and there's no nuance. You guys are actually figuring out how to do this now with artworks, you know, but five years from now that is going to be in place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, it's really interesting how artwork is allowing us to do all this because like, again, by definition, there is no utility. Right. And so it's kind of interesting to me that how that has allowed this kind of exploration to happen so quickly Versus, you know, building out a DeFi protocol, like you don't want to, to, to move fast and break things there. Right. And so it's, it's kind of interesting when I first saw NFTs, I was quite skeptical and I thought like, I want to build serious things on Cardano, but then I saw what was happening. And now the whole narrative is about, about, you know, this is like maybe the first killer app that shows the power of Cardano's ability to scale. Because you, you know, we don't, we're not blowing up the network, and Charles isn't saying we need to move the NFTs to layer two because they've like exploded the gas fees, as some other, you know, um, headline blockchain figures have done recently. It's just quite amazing to me how the thing is. You know, it's almost like the tail wagging the dog a bit. Um, yeah, but and it's I, quite that's a point well made because you know, right now, price discovery. You know, we're thinking about it in the context of crypto art and things which, you know, people, you know, we may not even believe the, the price of a claim. You know, the claim is absolutely worth it, by the way, Lena. <laughs> and what more, I think, you know, it's, it's a tiny percentage of what it should be worth for the future. But it's very new. So people really can't get used to what the value could be. But it's very well established. If, you, if we create an NFT, which is uh, actually the deeds to someone's house, and, you know, we're attaching that to... Um, self-sovereign identity so now we can match a self-sovereign identity to a um to a verifiable credential which is um uh, the deeds to someone's house the price discovery is really easy you know um, but what happens is you're now throwing that into a decentralized market uh, place which is going to increase the value of that you know so then you know the automatic market making tools that we have that are available to us in the DeFi community you know can can can, can drive the value of that particular property up because there's so much more penetration into the markets. Um, and also providing access to people that just don't have it. You know, one of the, you know, one of the, the, the things that I really believe that Carlana is capable of doing is providing um, massive scale. Uh, and if, if we can provide NFTs which are 
um, actually the forms of, you know, whether they are birth certificates, whether they are KYC credentials for AML so that we can provide um, the diaspora with uh, cross-border payments, you know, based in, in Cardano on, and based on self-sovereign identity situ um, uh, uh, protocols. This is going to be able to provide, you know, banking to the unbanked. And everyone says, you know, how are we going to cure, um, you know, the, the 1.5 billion people on the planet that don't have access to banking? Well, it's really easy. Give them a bank. But, you know, you have to give them a bank which is really inexpensive to operate. Um, mm. the, the, the people owning that bank should be the people that are in it, <laughs> I, a decentralized bank. And they put it on a platform where you can have verified credentials. So you can have a, a verifiable uh, credential and, a, and a, a KYC. So this is me. And it's attached to my self-sovereign identity. So this is the place I'm going to put my deeds to my house, having bought it, you know, in my, in my multi-sig wallet that... Know, is um, is able to con contain all these various different NFTs. That's the future. We need to be able to provide financial, we need to be able to provide banking um, and credentials to the people that don't have it now. And the, the, the way to do it is to do it on Cardano in a decentralized marketplace. My name is Big Pay. I run a YouTube channel. Uh, you guys can find me just by searching B-I-G space P-E-Y on YouTube. You know, I make a lot of Cardano content. Uh, I first got my start creating Bloom Stake Pool. We actually made the eighth block on Cardano. Uh, but recently, you know, I've gotten into NFTs because I, I just saw how cool they were. And I really never realized uh, how much I would, I love them. You know, I, I really do. I wake up uh, very often thinking about NFTs, which is such a crazy shift for me personally, because when I first heard about them, I kind of thought they were useless. I didn't understand it. I just... I didn't see any utility there or any value there, but I still thought they were cool and I always liked artwork. So uh, someone who's done art for, and he's actually the co-founder of my NFT project, my seal gallery, his name is Project. Hi, uh, I'm Project, co-founder and creative director of my seal gallery, a digital art gallery running on Cardano. We are passionate about mycology and believe that fungi play a crucial role in the future of our species and planet. From cleaning polluted soil and habitat restoration, to creating eco-friendly insecticides, mental health and neurotrophic properties, to protection from smallpox and even flu viruses. We believe the invention of the internet and now blockchain are inevitable consequences of previously proven biologically successful models, which is why we are compelled to give a portion of our profits to research groups that further our understanding in this field. You know, our next project is completely free and only, you know, I guess I can't say gives value back because that's, you know, a security, but you know, it, it just takes what we've already created and builds on top of it, you know, without asking for any more money. And, um, we're really, really excited for the next burn. Um, I want to say more about it, but, I, but I'm not going to here. I think you just touched on something nice, which is uh, building on building. And I think this is something we talked about recently, actually, and something that I've been blown away with in the community is uh, how people have taken uh, the NFTs that people are making and the creations and the content and are building on it. And actually, in particular, um, I was going to say, Monad, um, about Unsigs, I think that's something that I just thought was amazing. Um, yeah. How how obviously um, something that was quite nice when you released, obviously you said, you know, copyright is yours. Um, and what people started building with their unsigs, um, and the way they've been pulling them together and collecting them in that sense, I think was just, it was just quite unique, the way that people were doing it and really, I don't want to say obsessing, but yeah, obsessing over like the, the particular styles, the particular collections, and then actually producing and building on the art that you've provided in that first sense and creating something new. And yeah, I think that was super unique. 
I, I think it's, you know, I, I was trying to figure out what an NFT is. And I, I think it has, you know, a lot of us are conditioned to think about scarcity as like mm -hmm. the, the dominant mode of, of ownership. But I think NFTs are much more about authenticity uh, after giving it some thought. And because my, my mom was very confused when she saw what I was doing. She's like, honey, I can, anyone can download the images that you put on the website. Right, and okay. I'm like, like, yeah, right. I'm like, that, that's not really the point. Like anyone can do that, but they're choosing to support me. I think it, it's this weird kind of like Patreon hybrid type thing where like someone likes what you're doing. They want to support it. Yes, there is some kind of financial upside to it. But the, the copyright thing was more about like, I wanted to imbue something in the token because I didn't understand what an NFT was without that. Right, because anyone has the right to view it right, um, for free online anywhere, and you can't take that away. Like it seemed like there should be something that goes along with the, with the token. And so for me, um, copyright was a natural answer. You know, the, the code being there was was part of it too. Um, and and I think it's just when I think about it, I've gotten so much more out of it than what I gave up because, like, I think otherwise would have just faded off of the front page, right? Like many, many projects do. But because of the kind of liberal usage of the, that kind of license, which was granted to everyone, like they're constantly showing up in memes. They're constantly showing up in other people's NFTs. It's kind of like a popular thing to, for other creators now to buy a few unsigs and put them in their backgrounds, right? As, as like a, as a unique kind of thing. And I think that's kind of like what what people have to come to terms with is like um that that to me is part part of the new nature of this medium is that it's it's if you try to hold on to it tightly and say you know mine and slap the people for for touching your thing i don't think it's going to work so well i think you 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 almost have to adopt it or you you know it, it's weird because can understand i don't i don't necessarily like everything that everyone's doing with them but that's not my place really and like once just, i put it out saying there, you you mean you don't like, I don't like Wellies? <laughs> no, no, I, I, exactly right. Like I'm, I'm not, but I'm not an arbiter of taste, right? I am. I, I've sure. put this out there, and then I, as even as a creator, I think it's, I'm, I'm a little bit trusting the audience to do something, and and I, I, I try to make it clear, like I'm not really endorsing anyone's, uh, things. You know, some things that I personally like, I might retweet or whatever, but uh, it's, it's, I actually try to make it quite clear i haven't collabed with anyone even even major projects such as yourself right like yeah, sure. people have taken advantage of the licenses that are or the license that is granted to them and used their unsig how they chose to and i i haven't lifted a single finger in any of these um collabs that people are doing it's just them doing what everyone else is doing right and i think that's kind of interesting and it's it's a fundamental requirement i think in you know in the DeFi. Um, authenticity. Um, mm. um, a project that um, I've been working on for the last 10 years um, that's now uh, called planet.com. Um, when I was at the Virgin Group, we, um, we, we helped seed um, a satellite constellation. So we ended up with the largest constellation of satellites taking um, images of the planet because we wanted to have a data set uh, that was going to be a picture of the planet at a resolution which you could actually derive some information from that was taken on one day because there's lots of you know uh, black satellites up there taking pictures of places in syria and, and the middle east and parts of china 
but you know, they've got a huge amount of granulation over tiny little pieces of land. But no one cares about the rainforests and no one cares about the, the ice caps and the oceans. 71% of the planet is, you know, is blue and no one really takes any pictures of it. Uh, but we need to know, you know, where the salinity is. We need to know what the temperatures are. And we can get all that from the, from the wavelengths of the light that come from it. So, just, to, just to clarify, I do care a lot about those things. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we should all care. We should all care about that. So, so we put that data set up there um, to, uh, to start a thing that we we're trying to get going called Earth Sentinel. And um, that was really to just take the blindfolds off uh, the United Nations and say, look, this is what's happening in Brazil. This is what's happening in the oceans. This is where, you know, we can actually see what the health of the planet is. But the data needs to be seen to be authentic and not tampered mm. with. People are tampering with satellite um, photographs all the time. So, you know, the idea that we had initially was just put a timestamp on it. You know, by the time it lands on the planet, which is a few millimeters, milliseconds after, it, you know, there's, there's no time. But it'd be far better to use Unisig to say, actually, this was, um, this was actually the character of, of that data set that was landed. And when you're looking at it now in the court of, you know, uh, arbitration, is it the same character of that, um, uh, of that NFT that, we, that we've created, if we call it an NFT, that was that picture taken on the planet, that you know, that tree wasn't there and it was burnt down or removed for logging or, or that polar bear didn't exist or you know, whatever it was. So authenticity for what we're doing and uniqueness so attaching it to a self-sovereign identity so that we show the ownership in the case of, you know, this is my KYC report, this is my uh, credit report. That's really, really fundamental to the growth of our industry, my, my view. That's super interesting. There's a project I became aware of, I think it was like a Japanese-American artist in the, in the States in this last century who... I think when the the thing that I remember is like a, on Telegram or something, like a real Telegram, not the internet chat service, like he would send a message saying, I am still alive. The the recipient was supposed to understand that that message, just like truth, was only, um, you know, valid, like in the moment that it was sent and that you didn't really know if the person was still alive or not. And I think one of the fundamental natures of of blockchains and NFTs is exactly this intersection with what you said about satellite data which is that you can know it's kind of like the newspaper with the hostage, right? like proof of life or uh, this kind of thing. It's quite interesting. And the, actually the project that I put on hold to make unsigs was this kind of EFI um, parametric insurance project, which you know, the dream was to be able to provide like a rainfall crop insurance to farmers in India, well, uh, hyperspectral imaging or something. So maybe call you after this call. So many use cases. So, so roll this forward. So now you've got this data set. Um, that we are saying verifiable, verifiable credential, um, which is an NFT of this part of the rainforest. But now we have the capability that that constellation of satellites up there and it's working. They've got, just gone from seven wavelengths to 14 wavelengths. Now it's pretty smart data that we're getting back. We can now provide a picture, a verifiable credit that um, that tree exists every day. Because every day, in fact, some places twice a day, a picture is taken to that resolution. And you know, there's there's now they're doing it with radar, so you don't even have an issue with um, you know with with clouds. So you're always going to be able to see that that tree's there. So this expands to what what the world really needs to help us save the planet is a decent carbon credit system. So now if you have a verifiable carbon credit, because actually, does my tree exist? Does my 10 square hectares of rainforest exist? Yes, it does, because I've got a picture of it that was taken today and it's authenticated, so it's real time. It's proof of life, as, as you just say. But not only that, but because of the wavelengths that we're getting from it, we can actually, it, it becomes not just 
quantitative, but qualitative. So we can tell you if that, that tree is healthy hmm. or if it's going, or, or we can, and we can actually show you a trajectory to show you that that tree is in decline. Um, so so w- this becomes a, 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 a really, ver- not just a verifiable, but a qualitative um, carbon credit. And that's what we should be um, basing the world's economy on. Lena, what do you think? Do you think um, Earth Sentinel is a good plan? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think, um, I don't want to contradict it in that sense. I, I do think offsetting your carbon emissions is obviously a good good thing overall. But obviously the most important thing would be to not be so damaging to the planet, first and foremost. I think um, that's something that's often overlooked, and especially in this space. I think we're often offsetting stuff, but we're not actually doing the first thing, which is not not causing uh, such detrimental damage to the, to the environment. So I think that... It's great that we can do that on Cardano, um, but by comparison to a lot of other blockchains. Um, but yeah, just something to think about. Yeah, that, I think, that's I, I think, I think it is important really to provide that disincentive, though, you know, especially corporations. Corporations often act as in whatever is going to give them the most profit. So the only way to push them away from that is a disincentive through carbon tax, in my opinion. It has to be yeah. more expensive to hurt the planet than to do it in a non-hurting the planet way, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure, but then there's like green, there's like greenwashing as well. So some some of these big corporations just do all that and then donate, and it makes but them look better as well. But you're right. Yeah. Okay. That absolutely, you shouldn't be doing you know, the damage. But as as Peyton points out, if if they have to buy a, a million dollars worth of, uh, of of carbon offset credits, which are verifiable, and they're versus mm-hmm. only hundred dollars because they're doing sure. less, drive them to do the things which cause less. Um, less damage to the planet. And that they they don't, you know, if they don't have a conscience, they're driven by um, cost. This is the way to inflict that pain. So I think Peyton's absolutely correct. It's going to work. Otherwise, they'll just cover it up. You know, one question I wanted to ask you is, you know, where do you see the future of algorithmically generated NFTs? Because, you know, they I, are, I, they are yeah. so interesting to me, and especially as more people think about this and more people get into it, you know, a lot is possible in five years. I mean, the the original thing that I wanted to do for Unsigs was to use Oracle based data to actively, um, you know, have the the thing be dynamic. I, I had the unlucky problem that I fell in love with what I made while I was making it, and it was just static. <laughs> and I felt like as an MVP, it was good enough. Um, I think the market kind of validated validated that hypothesis because we were able to sell out the thirty one thousand. Pieces for you know around nine hundred thousand ADA in sales. Now I'm retired from my job in AI development, so it, it worked. And now I'm working on the the next version of it, which is would say uh, a further exploration of of that idea, similar to what what you guys are doing. I think um, at, while I was uh, selling out, I got I caught some feels, as I say it. I'm a pretty unemotional person usually, but I was just so overwhelmed that people could right click and save as we're choosing to buy and i i, I made a, a uh uninformed tweet to say that you know i'm just going to give away the next thing that i do which is going to utilize plutus um to, to more directly answer your question and wrap this answer up sorry right now all of the on-chain projects like we're not really on chain there's a bit of code on chain but it um executes either in the browser through javascript or in my case in a python environment off chain uh, right, but I think it would be really interesting to actually bring some of that computation directly on chain, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that right now in Plutus, and it's it's quite fun. So, 
that's where I see it. Uh, it's a little bit easier on Ethereum with these projects like Fidenza, uh, which I only became aware of after Unsigs were released. But because all of their NFTs are embedded in smart contracts anyway, you can actually do some of that kind of computation on chain as I understand it. But up until this point, um, that's not really been possible on Cardano. So uh, I'm running through Plutus right now for the second or third time and trying to understand it all. You know, what we are doing yeah. is we're facilitating expression. Or whether that's a claymate or a crypto punk, you know, uh, you know, people are then saying, "Look, I like that. Um, I would like to own that, or I would like to create that." So we are facilitating expression, which is basically human nature and human culture, which we should celebrate. Most fundamental human thing, right? Yeah. So I want to ask you there, guys. You uh, know, um, the last, really, the last topic is, you know, where do you see uh, yourself in five years, and, and also your project? relative to <laughs> nfts if you're still in that space it's a interesting question like something that um kind of you touched on earlier is the fact that since releasing this bigger scale so obviously playmates have been around since april and we were doing these small mint animations which were kind of for fun and it was you know it's quite a small tight-knit community in that sense like a lot of people that really loved it and then it got to a point where obviously we were selling out quite quickly and people were kind of asking you know when one of ones when this, when that, and, and we decided to do this bigger drop, um, which obviously went down better than we expected. Um, but it's been one week since launch, and um, like my DMs are just full of when next drop, or um, you know, what is the utility? Where is what is your roadmap? And I, I just I kind of felt like you know, roadmap is something that I don't even I haven't even heard that term since I was working in an office like ten years ago. You know, it's not really something that I instinctively associate with with art or with with nfts but it doesn't mean that i didn't see it going further it doesn't mean that i haven't got loads of plans for the project it's just that like having it kind of instantly available to everyone after after we've just just released is like um kind of overwhelming me but at the same time like um i do think we're sticking around and we have loads of plans um something that i said and i and i'll continue to say for everyone that's kind of involved in the project is that i think it's better to deliver before you make promises. And so we have a lot of huge ideas um, and we are hiring at the moment. Um, but I have seen a lot of projects that have released roadmaps with things that they will quite frankly not be able to achieve. Yeah. And um, so yeah, actions speak louder than words. We're gonna deliver, we've got a lot of things. I think our success will be somewhat to do with, with ourselves. Our team is definitely committed and pushing forward, but it's also gonna be based on the success of NFTs in general. If NFTs are thriving, then then we'll be thriving. And um, yeah, I would hope that we'll be we'll be sticking around. But yeah, of course, like it's difficult. We know that we'll be we'll be trying our best and, and pushing and and delivering and and developing and continuing to grow. So, um, I'm curious on you know where where you see Unsig in, in five years, or you know what you're I I, I totally years. agree with you guys. Like the roadmap to me is like this weird vestigial leftover of the DeFi ICO thing, right? Yeah. Where like you just pumped bags and you promised the sky and like I released an art collection and I had no intention of like, there's no roadmap. Like this is, if you don't like the art, don't buy it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and again, like it, it was kind of an after the fact notion when it became clear that I'd be able to quit my job because of people supporting me and, and essentially retire because I was financially independent. I like, wow, this is just too much. And I, I had to say thank you in some way. And the best way that I could come up with was promising to give, you know, uh, basically using smart contracts, turn unsigs into a token, which will like be redeemed from another smart contract. Uh, 
and then give you the next collection that I work on, which I've been calling V2 out of bad software development practices. It has nothing to do with unsigs. It's just another on-chain art collection, which will not look anything like unsigs. It won't be named uns uh, unsigned algorithms. It'll just be something. But I I've, I've kind of taken the same stance as you guys. There's been some, some big examples of people promising the sky and then you know, rug pulling. Like, don't buy anything that you wouldn't buy based on what they've released today, right? Like, and, and expect that anything that is promised, like, if, if, it, if it happens, great, but don't count on it, right? And so it's, it's like an extra serving of dessert after the meal, right? Like, you're buying what, what's, what you can see, what you're going to get in your wallet, and if you're not happy with that, don't buy it, um, because more often than not, these are anonymous teams or, or, you know, people who don't, they just owe nothing to you. Right. And, and once the yeah. money is gone, it's gone. So. Yeah. And even it's if, sad. even, um, even being in a transparent team, you don't, you don't owe, you don't owe anything, but you can still believe in the community and you can still, I still want, I still want to give stuff. I don't think that I owe it, but it's like, I mm. want to deliver that because I want to take the project further. I haven't done it just so that I can stop making art, stop making people laugh. Um, you know, stop, people creating this community and engaging i just i don't owe it but i'm still going to give it at some point you know one way or another i'm still going to give it all my my all in that sense and, and my team is really committed but yeah i think it's like a really important point because um we do get hounded on it and especially being in a really public team i do feel quite an immense amount of pressure especially working yeah, it for output like people yeah. are just in my dms obviously and they know who i am and um yeah absolutely as i said like we're committed and I think that's more than a lot of teams um can say especially when you don't even know the team <laughs> so but also it's completely fair enough to be anonymous because it is um it is that pressure so I kind of respect both sides of that the last thing I'll say uh before moving on to Alex is um I think as as someone who has a little bit of notoriety in this space like what I've decided to do to kind of fight this a bit is like I'm never I I'm not going to sell NFT collections anymore like they will all all be minted at cost for, you know, the round trip ADA fee plus the minting transaction. And I'm only going to collect, I might have a slightly higher royalty banked in, maybe, you know, uh, five to 10%. But like, I don't, I want to set that as a standard. And I almost want to like kill the ability of people to rug pull other people. Right? Like, you know, you, you, what you do by doing that is you make it accessible to everyone. One thing I'm very sad about is now that the, the floor is around 1250 to 1500 ADA for unsigs. I get people in my DMs who want to buy and want to participate, but like it's just too much money for them. Like, who has four thousand dollars to spend on a bit of code on a chain, right? Um, yeah. So I think I think this shifting the model to be I only see any re uh, remuneration remuneration if I if the project succeeds, right? And the, in the long term, the project can only succeed if I actually have delivered on what I said I would and and that kind of thing. And so I think people that becomes popular it'll be a lot harder to rug pull because basically and the only thing that you can get out of it is nothing right you only see gains if if people see gains on the secondary market that's just my idea sorry for talking thanks um i'm afraid i'm i'm a planner i like to have a roadmap of my own so even you know it's it's it wouldn't be fictional if someone I have a number of roadmaps. <laughs> That's always the way I've operated. Um, I was a, a pilot in the Air Force in the UK. And so you have to have a plan when you go flying. Otherwise, <laughs> random things happen. <laughs> um, uh, 
you know, we, we we built Virgin Galactic and spent a lot of a lot of money. And you know, you have if you you have eight hundred engineers building a spaceship, you have to give them a plan. So, it, you would imagine I have a plan. So, I I just think it's beholden on us, people in our communities, to do do good, um, and to try and do things for the greater good. And you know, when you've you've made enough money to put a roof over your head and um, and and feed your kids and you know, then you know we really need to be starting to look around uh, us. Apart from expressing ourselves through art and, and enjoying ourselves, we should be trying to help other people. And also, so we need to look after the planet because otherwise, there is no plan Planet B. You know, at the moment, I have a deal with Elon Musk. You know, we're actually you know he's he's going to give me a free ride to Mars. And I said, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, you know, I've got three kids. You know, I want to make sure that the the, the planet is is as beautiful. You know, when they grow up to enjoy it as it was in my childhood. Um, 100% and also just to add to that I think that there are a lot of projects at the moment um, including mine which obviously can't deny that I've um, turned over a lot in a short period of time and there's no I don't know you don't have to obviously at the end of the day it's your own project and you can do with with that what you want um, but we did start the clay, the clay way um, which is something that by the, by the time this goes out actually around $40,000 and um, you know we choose these different charities and it's just like of course, you don't have to do that, right? Um, I do understand that. But if you're in a position that you can, I think it's great. And as you said, Big Faye, you, you did 10% um, of your projects. And I think um, if, yeah, if you can, you, why not? Especially with at the moment where there's this much going around, flying around, <laughs> changing hands. Um, it's just an, it's an extra thing that we can do as a community. Yeah, and I actually spoke with somebody, you know, from MAPS after I did the donation. And um, I mean, I, I honestly cried uh, when the call was over because... They just told me that, you know, they had passed phase two research trials for MDMA and it was classified as a a breakthrough trial. And uh, they had high hopes for the phase three trial. And they felt that, you know, in two to three years, people with PTSD would actually, you know, have the ability to get MDMA psycho-assisted therapy. And, you know, it, it felt so much greater you know, helping that cause that I feel have this exponential benefit around the world uh, than it did just raising a bunch of money selling art, you know, yeah. and well done. Peyton. I think he said it. I think he said it there, Alex, you know, it's what you do once you, you know, can provide for yourself and your family. The next step is to, you know, give back because that's where you're going to find yeah. real value in this world. Yeah. I and mean, look, we're also lucky, you know, being probably born into societies where you, you, you get an identity. Um, you know, there are, you know, almost 2 billion people on the planet that don't have access to um, a, a, a usable identity. It's ridiculous. And they're not just in the third world. They're in the first world as well. You know, people that are homeless in, in New York have very um, have real problems because they don't have an address, you know, claiming their veterans benefits. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. They need to have um, a self-sovereign identity, whether they can... Uh, prove it's them based on probably facial recognition and other biometrics and they can claim what's rightfully theirs anyway so look we, we it's up to this community we we have tools now and Cardano can be a really a key part of that to give everyone on the planet their own identity and then once you have your own identity all sorts of other things that can be attached to it which are basically nfts verifiable credentials whether that's um, KYC, AML, credit ratings, all the rest of it, that then gives you access to banking. So not only can you give 2 billion people on the planet access to an identity, but you can give the 1.5 billion people that don't have um, any any form of uh, of banking a bank. 
um, you know, what I would like to do, my roadmap eventually, I'd love to be part of a team that, that creates access to banking for every individual on the planet. Everyone. And, you know, and I think, and, and of course, that goes with an identity for, for everyone because and then people can then help themselves rather than have to jump on a pl plane, flee their country, take their family with them because that's the easiest way to provide security. Um, anyway. Uh, it's a, a long and winding roadmap to get there. I don't think it's all the pieces are there, but you know, yeah. I, I think we need to use this technology to do good. Yeah, I, I agree. It was actually, you know, the same thing with Bloom. You know, we had a, a very successful start, and then you know, the next obvious step is how do we give back to the chain? You know, and that's why we're hiring developers and we're working on stuff that's you know going to be open source because we feel that contributing to contributing to this ethos of you know decentralization and you know building this infrastructure for people you know across the across the world you know to better their lives is is much more important than just processing transactions you know but um it's been a great day it's been a great podcast I appreciate you guys all coming on today. Is there anything that you'd like to say before we hop off here? Uh, make sure you guys also list, you know, where people can look more into your projects and, you know, learn more as well. Um, uh, sure. So I'll just, oh, sorry, I just round up because I, I actually have to jump. Um, so, yeah, so if you want to get involved, it's just the Claymates, um, just Clay Nation. And you can just check us out and join us, join join the population of Clay Nation. And uh, looking forward to welcoming you. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for, for hosting this. I'm looking forward to actually meeting everyone uh, while we're here at the summit. Um, yeah, thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. See you. Sure. Uh, so I think Unsigned Algorithms is a very active on Twitter, mostly, as well as in the Discord. We just got a vanity URL, so discord.gg slash unsigs. We'll, we'll get you there. Um, like we haven't had any mutinies yet. If you want to join and then yeah, start a mutiny, I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome to, uh, to get some, some more flavor in the community. Uh, and yeah, that, that's about it for me. Thank you so much, Peyton, for the talk and Alex also and Lena for quite a illuminating conversation. Yeah. I just want to add, it's been a pleasure being part of the panel, Peyton. So thank you for uh, inviting us along for this. Uh, really illuminating. Um, Theos.fi, um, uh, liquidity for NFTs on Cardano. Um, you know, um, come and have a look. Um, place your NFTs with our pools and gain some liquidity. Um, a shout out um, for a project which is just being launched today, I think, but uh, at uh, the UN General Assembly um, that the Global Blockchain Business Council are um, part of uh, today. Um, uh, one of our partners at Theos.fi uh, is uh, uh, Global Pan Pandemic Shield, GPS. Uh, they're announcing the sale of an NFT, I think, today uh, for um, uh, a six-figure number, um, uh, which is basically the intellectual property for a monoclonal antibody which will, um, uh, which will treat uh, uh, COVID. Um, and the, the idea of this Global Pandemic Shield is to provide it to people in developing nations that don't have access to drugs, um, so you know these are these are really good projects, and these are the projects that Theos, um, uh, you know, Theos wants to back. Uh, that that uh, NFT will be minted on on Theos, minted on uh, uh, Cardano, and it will be for the people of the planet that don't get access to the drugs that they should get access to. Yeah. Well, um, well, awesome. If you guys are watching this on the YouTube channel, I would appreciate it if you liked and commented down below. And also, 
right below this, there'll be links to all of their projects, to Theos's Twitter, uh, to Alexander's Twitter, and also the Claymates Twitter. But thank you guys so much. Again, I, I do agree this was, a, was an awesome conversation. I'm excited to upload it and see what people think. But everyone watching this, I really hope you have a great rest of your week or weekend, you know, whatever day you're watching this. I'll see you guys.